ஸ்ரீ குருபியோ நமஹா வெல் தி டைட்டில் ஆஃப் மை பேப்பர் இஸ் சட்டில் பாடி ரிலாக்ஸேஷன் ஆஸ் அ ஃபார்ம் ஆஃப் தியானா ரெக்கமெண்ட் ரெக்கமெண்டிங் தியானா ஆஸ் அ மீன்ஸ் ஆஃப் அட்டைனிங் தி ஸ்பிரிச்சுவல் கோல் சேஜ் பதஞ்சலி ஹேஸ் ஆல்வேஸ் சேட் யதாபிமதா தியானாத்வா அண்ட் தேர்ஃபோர் தியானா தட் இஸ் இட்ஸ் டிஃபிகல்ட் டு பி ட்ரான்ஸ்லேட்டட் பட் ஸ்டில் வி கேன் translated as concentration or meditation well concentration and meditation when it is observed it brings serenity to the mind peacefulness to the mind and the sage gives the yoga practitioners the spirit of dhyana in these sutras and it gives one complete freedom from all shackles now dhyana can solve most of the mind related problems like stress and strain we indeed need a relaxed mind and that can be achieved by a peaceful mind we want relaxation if you want relaxation for body and mind you must be very peaceful there are several ways of achieving this peacefulness but i would like to speak on this subtle body relaxation just as the physical body needs relaxation the mind also needs relaxation and if we ignore it we will invite our own problems our own diseases jagat guru kripal ji maharaj has propounded his own system of what is called subtle body relaxation and this technique is someone to found to be very effective from the point of view of those who have practiced it people from all walks of life can practice it there is no distinction between caste creed religion or nationality anybody can practice but here for the sake of example i am going to take krishna well why krishna if you ask me well i would say krishna param kemapi tattva mama naham na chane that's all you can substitute krishna with something else or you can some other god or you can substitute krishna with your own self or your guru or your your family member somebody your any teacher anybody for that matter if somebody were to say i am non secular because i speak of krishna well i do not mind about it i don't care about it all well this subtle body relaxation is found to be a very powerful mind management technique it not only provides ultimate relaxation to the gross and subtle body but also revitalizes revitalizes both of them and the mind gets purified because you are going to talk about you are going to fill your minds with thoughts on god from the physical point of view also it brings you complete relaxation and therefore it is very helpful from the spiritual point of view it brings about the true yoga that is communion with god samyogo yoga ityukto jeevaatma paramatmanoho and therefore it is very significant this subtle body relaxation is practiced in three stages in the first stage one has to lie down in the shavasana posture without moving any part of the body in the second stage the emotional content within one's own self is developed one takes firm resolution that he or she will have an emotional meeting with the god in a manner of one's own choice in the third stage one takes the subtle body to the realm of divinity what is meant by subtle body relaxation we clearly understand 
I mean, most of you know, Sukshma Sharira has, as Sar has already pointed out. But for those who are beginners, we clearly understand what the gross body is, our hands, legs, etc. However, what happens in a dream? Our physical body, hands and legs are at rest, but yet we can drive a car. For driving a car, you need a body. With what body do you drive a car in the dream? It is your settled body, Sukshma Sharira. Now, so this, so primarily the subtle body means in a way mind. But so, it needs relaxation just as the physical body needs relaxation. But it is not just mind relaxation when you say subtle body relaxation, it is something more than that since the practitioners have confirmed to this particular point. Now I have not made a PowerPoint presentation because you will not be able to see it because you are going to be the participants for at least for about 2-3 minutes when I am going to say yes, proper, uh, some instruction when I give it to you. So you are going to, it is kind of a practical experience. So are all of you ready for a couple of minutes? Okay. The first instruction is to lie down in a Shavasana posture. I don't want to convert you, I don't have the courage to convert you all into Shava and therefore sitting in your chair you can still try to practice it. Okay, in the, in the chair itself, yes. Now, so you can keep your eyes closed and if the light is disturbing you, you can cover it with a kerchief or a small piece of cloth and try to avoid all the disturbing factors of insects, light, etc., anything from your concentration keep all the rims in a comfortable position so that you will not be needing to adjust it later due to any discomfort or pain. Stop all movements of the body. The breathing should be normal. Relax each part of the body. Now, just develop a feeling in your mind that your body is becoming heavier and you are pushing the chair. Your body is going into the ground don't ask me whether it is possible. Anything is possible for the mind. Manorathanam agatirna vidyate, as Kalidasa has said. Now, after a while, develop the opposite feeling. Feel that your body is becoming light, light like air. It is slowly becoming weightless. And you feel that you are floating in the air on account of the weightlessness. Enjoy this feeling for a while. Now, Leave your physical body on the ground and rise above with your subtle body which floats say just about one foot above your physical body. Observe that it is remaining calm, your physical body is just remaining calm in the, in the, in the, in the, in the chair. Imagine that your body is transparent to you you see all the parts within the body. You don't have to do anything else. You will just observe your body without any reaction, without giving any comments within your own self. How it is bad, how is it good, nothing like that. Now then we go to the next stage. In the second stage of the subtle body relaxation, you take a firm resolve that you would like to meet your favorite God. Let it be Krishna for example. So with this resolution, you imagine that 
you leave your physical body and moving above, you cross through the clouds, and finally you reach Goloka, and you meet Lord Krishna there. Oh, what a wonderful sight! Krishna is having the beaming light around his body, and he is near the Karamba tree in the garden. His bluish color, his divine form, his crown of peacock feathers, his garment, his garlands, everything is so enchanting. He is looking at you with a captivating smile. You just fall at his feet and hold his feet and request him, O oh Lord, I am part and parcel of your own self. Your service is my only goal. Please have mercy on me and grace me so that I will have the chance of looking at you all the time and enjoy your supremeness, your divinity. Krishna lifts you up, holds you in his hands, he embraces you, and you feel as though all your burdens, all your miseries are gone. Krishna says, Do not worry, my child, leave you all your worries and problems to me, and surrender unto me, that is enough. Then you decide to invite Krishna to your home. The whole house is cleaned up, and it's decorated with flowers and all that, all the family members are well dressed up, suddenly a bright light appears and Krishna comes to your house. You worship his feet, he washes feet, offer him a mixture of honey, milk and honey, you present some garlands and garments for the divine pair Krishna and Radha, Krishna comes along with Radha, you apply kumkum on his head, you offer uh, akshata, flowers and the arti, and then you offer some prasad, and the divine pair partakes this prasad and they bless all the people over there assembled and they go back to their loka. Then Krishna says, before leaving, come on, let us all go to Vrindavan. Krishna takes you to Vrindavan and you enjoy on the banks of Yamuna Krishna's dancing along with the gopis in a beautiful manner and you spend some time, you also dance along with the gopis there and they are all very happy, the beautiful songs are heard, the sound of Mridanga is heard, the sound of the, uh, the flute is heard, and you are simply enthralled. Then Krishna says, well, you have enjoyed a beautiful session, all of you go back home. Now, don't suddenly open your eyes, I have shortened the session, just keep your close, eyes closed for a while, and slowly open it, And now you go back to your physical body. Don't lose sight of it. Don't enter into another body. So enter into your own body and be relaxed. See, this probably you have experienced for a couple of minutes, two, three minutes. But this can be stretched for about 15 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour. What has happened? Now if you ask your mind, be free from all thoughts. Yoga chittavirti nirodha. Remove all the thoughts from your mind. It is not possible at all. The nature of the mind is such that it is always running after. Even Patanjali Bhagavan has said, chittavirti nirodha. Not chitta nirodha. Don't lose your mind. Don't make it blank. Only the vritti that is changing from one, to, one thought to another, one thought to another, one thought to another. One, only that has to be avoided. On the other hand, if you fill with, we are talking about mind, full, fullness of the mind, and therefore filling the thoughts with one particular thought, 
stream of thoughts on Krishna, 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 like that. And therefore, your mind gets purified, your mind gets filled. This is Vedic mindfulness. So, we have tried in this exercise to awaken our witness consciousness, Sakshi Bhava. So, when the mind is steady in focusing only on such kind of thoughts, divine thoughts or whatever, or a particular stream of thoughts, then we can see the truth and the growth in ourselves, development, spiritual development in our own self. This technique allows the mind to remain an objective witness. You are witnessing your own body for a while. So, without the disturbance of other misdirected thoughts, one can realize the potential of the witness if one can mindful, if one can maintain this particular thing even during wakeful state. We do not know what happens in a dream. What kind of dream we are going to see, we cannot decide today. But even during your wakeful state, you can evoke this witness consciousness. That is possible. We have witnessed what is happening within our body without pausing any remarks, without pausing any comments. As we practice this particular exercise, we will be able to awaken the witness consciousness as and when we like and clearly observe what is happening without any reaction or judgment. All problems arrive only when you make your own judgment, which are often wrong. Make your own comments, which are often not wanted. Nobody wants your comments, but you make. But if you are able to be a witness without pausing any judgment or without pausing any remark, then that elevates you. Yes. So, witness consciousness takes us closer to truth and reality. The consistent practice of witness consciousness will lengthen your attention span and develop your powers of concentration. Our students are not able to concentrate. Your children, for five minutes it is difficult for them to concentrate. There are so many disturbing thoughts, so many distractions. Give them this particular practice, then that power of concentration will improve. We see the world full of dualities. For example, day and night, space and time and so on. In our personal life, we see pleasure and pain. All these things we see. Profit and loss, victory and defeat. Fine, but how do you do that? It is by developing this witness consciousness that you can treat pleasure or pain alike without pausing any judgment, without having any, you know, thoughts like that. So, in, in, uh, in you know, harnessing all our energy, all our concentration like this, we can avoid the problem of dualities. We will be able to treat pleasure or pain alike and we will be free from worries, stress and tension and thereby we can achieve peacefulness of the mind. And this I wanted to emphasize and I have given in support of this uh, subtle body relaxation, I have quoted some verses from the Bhagavad Gita and other uh, Shastric texts also, but there is not time to uh, tell all those things. But I am sure this will be worthy practice and this will definitely help you to achieve concentration and meditation and it will, it will bring about wholesome change in your outlook of life, in your seeing others' perspective and your entire life will be elevated to a greater level. I am thankful to the authorities, particularly uh, Sir, for having given me this wonderful opportunity. I thank you all for uh, 
cooperating with me in this uh, exercise. Thank you very much. Thank you, uh, Professor Ramanath. Important ideas about the Sukshma Sharira and the Sakshi Bhava, the witness consciousness. I think when the Western mindfulness tradition talks about mind and body and mind-body integration, I think our tradition has this additional dimension of a Sukshma Sharira. I don't know how much of that is actually... Is, has that crept into Kadirasinji? Has that crept into the practice as such as well? Uh, no, it's a, this is where I think um, Vedic tradition makes inroads. Yeah. Uh, thank you again, and uh, we will now move on to. Um, yeah, any questions? Yeah, any. Uh, we can take a couple of questions. Which I guess we should make time for that. Anyone has a point to make or a question to ask about the Sakshi Bhava? This important idea of uh, cultivating and executing a witness consciousness in our minds, uh, and the Sukshma Sharira. Yes. So, so let us uh, let us not uh, allow others to repackage and sell it back to us rather than we ourselves uh, not only own it but we can, can take it forward the very inclusion of this paper here uh, you're saying that we should preempt any attempts to appropriate these concepts so i think we've made a good start in uh, having this presentation from you sir thank you so much for that thank you uh, any other question okay thank you uh, thank you professor ramaratnam and uh, yes do do give him a good uh, Yes, you have a question, or you have a question. Yes, sir. Yes, Shastri Garu. Uh, you see, we have been talking uh, about the mind. One extreme is kill the mind, which is Shunyata. Another one is fullness, which is Purnata. So, in between, uh, there is what you fill with it. Uh, that is the one practice you brought in is one kind of bhava purnata. So where do you put the source thought of the Vedic tradition or a particular sampradaya or even the dana purnata, vritti purnata, vritti sarupya mitaratra, all that. So I would like to have your views on this. Sir. Kill the mind, fill the mind or you know Paint it with a particular flavor. This kind of shunyata, well, I am not sure whether we can achieve it at all. How is it possible? Can the mind remain inactive even for a moment? It is impossible, rather. Therefore, instead of some wavering thoughts entering your mind and pulling you in all directions, Fill it up with guided thoughts, the, the directed thoughts, so that it is focused on a one particular stream of thoughts. Instead of the mind jumping from one to this, this moment, instead of thinking about America and the next moment thinking about another your village and another relative, this all the problem. So this is how the mind goes about, from one thought to another chain of thoughts. So instead, if you fill the mind with guided thoughts, then it can concentrate, it will be focused for a while. And, and th that is how it will be very helpful, I think, to develop the power of concentration in your mind. Filling the mind with thoughts, that is positive attitude. Removing the thoughts is a negative thing. Positivity will always be helpful, 
rather than negativity. See, it's only for this reason I suggested Krishna, because if you, if you fill your mind with ever so many fantasy and all that, then hallucinations will appear. On the other hand, if you fill your mind with divinity, divine force, then it will be guided, there will be no question of hallucination. That is why I talked about Krishna. Some people, I don't believe in Krishna, so what will I fill my mind with? But you can also fill your mind with your own thoughts, guided thoughts like that. What I am going to do, what this, 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 like that, you imagine, go on. But then, again, there will be still, you know, laxity. On the other hand, if you fill it up with the divinity, divine force and divine thoughts, then there is no negativity, there is no hallucination and things like that. Th- uh, thank you, uh, Professor Ramaratnam. I think we'll move on. We have two more speakers for this session.